I'm Beth. And I'm Trinity. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the Joy, Joy Podcast. Podcast. Nailed it. Nailed it. Today we're going to talk about another Joy checklist question, which is... How can I spend time in meaningful community and how can I serve? Um, I really packed the words in on all of these questions. Mm. Like all of them are kind of two questions each almost. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're a bit wordy. They, but you know what? I had a page. That was right. the problem. Was mm. I was trying mm-hmm. to like, like how can I condense? nine questions. That's what I got yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it though. Nailed it. Thank you. Okay. So where this question came from. When I, what I was thinking about when I was crafting this question was I was thinking about my granny. Yeah. And um, we, I was thinking about her when my grandpa died, which was – she was uh, in her late 70s, I guess. So they had been married for more than 50 years, maybe 60 – I can't remember – forever – and um, and they had a very traditional marriage, very traditional gender roles, and he was also a very strong personality. He was for sure the leader of the family. Um, uh, he was wonderful. And she really spent her life, you know, raising the babies. She was always having part-time jobs and working, too. Thank you. Thanks. Fix me. Mm-hmm. Um but she was making the meals. She was serving him, and she was working alongside him. There's some really great stories about her, like, cutting herself with the, like, bandsaw, like, while they were building the roof. And, like, mm. my grandpa being like, Betty, you're getting fat all over the roof. Mm-hmm. Side oh note. Oh, my god, That's a true story. And he sent her, he sent her into town to go get herself sewed up. And then she got back up on the roof and they kept working. No way. That's wild. (laughs) That was Trude and Betty Worley for you. Wow. So. That's next level. That, that was her marriage. I'd be like, you finished the room. Yeah. So. (laughs) She's the greatest. She, she's not with us anymore either. But when he passed away, I think there was concern amongst the family of like, well, what is she going to do now? So what she did was that she just started serving everyone else. Heck yeah, she did. I know. And Let she was so, she was like busier after he died wow. than when, you know, before he died and they were still like living their lives together because he didn't have an illness. He had an accident and then he died. Mm. But, um, <laughs> so she started she was always hosting Sunday school parties at her house because she had a nice big house with a great big kitchen. And she would host like 100 people for like all kinds of church parties. She was always bringing meals to shut-ins. She was bringing meals to people that had babies. She was hosting like baby showers wow. in her 80s. Wow. Um, Iconic. I know. Wow. And and I think I might have even shared this before. When she when she did pass away, we went when we all went out to her house, <laughs> her fridge and whole second freezer were packed and she lived by herself wow. and that was she had more food than i did and i she's had just taking care of people i had four kids yeah wow. um yeah so she's just always taking care of people and she was never lonely and mm-hmm. she always had something i mean you know i don't i don't know maybe she felt lonely i'm sure she was sad and she grieved and everything but she she was always her schedule was full yeah and all of us all of us wanted to go visit her like in yeah. her 80s and she had 14 grandchildren and i can't remember how many great grandchildren but when she passed away but we 
all, you know, she wasn't the relative that you were like, I should go see her. Like, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to go see her. So mm-hmm. the couple years before she passed away, since Grandpa had passed away unexpectedly, like, 10 years before, everyone, we were all very conscious of, like, well, we only have a certain amount of time with her. And yeah. so the year that, like, we visited, I mean, she was, like, all summer long, like, people grandkids and people were coming to visit her and and you know like she was so sweet too because like I'm bringing like baby little Lily Kate bit her toe yeah she's like crawling over she's like touching granny so and she's <laughs> in, in Lily Kate fashion in Lily Kate fashion yeah. bites her toe and she's like oh she's <laughs> upset you know like I think my kids like broke some tchotchkes you know and uh. she's not She's just so thrilled that we came to visit. She was not, yeah. you know, it's so easy when you get older to, I mean, I feel this now, like, don't mess up my stuff. Don't mess up my house. Yeah. And anyway. She just valued relationships. She valued so relationships. She was iconic in a lot of ways. But yeah. but that is what I was thinking about when wow. I came up with this question, because in a time where she could have become lonely and retreated and you know, kind of stepped back and felt like, okay, now I'm just going to kind of sit back and relax. She stepped forward and she made a lot of difference in a lot of people's lives. That's a good word. Up to the end. She could have stepped back. She stepped forward. She did. Wow. And she was, my dad always would tell me growing up, uh, you know, like, well, granny has the most joy of anybody. She's the happiest person of anybody I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And it's not because she has an easy life. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. She's getting her leg cut open on the roof. Spewing fat <laughs> on the Spewing fat on the roof. It's <laughs> like one Goodness of the favorite gracious. family stories to tell. But and and their marriage was wonderful, but it's not like like grandpa was wonderful. We he was iconic in himself, but he wasn't easy, you yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't like her life was easy. Right. But she was always she just made the choice. Yeah, I feel like that's the prime example of meaningful community, Mm -hmm. though, because, like, it's just her, like, sewing into people Mm -hmm. and then watching her return, you know what I mean? And that's essentially what meaningful community is. It's not, like, putting all of your energy into something and then you don't get, like, any joy out of it. Yeah, right. But, I mean, I mean, obviously, are there times when... You'll have relationships you have to make a sacrifice. that, yeah. yes, that feel a bit more like this is a season where you're giving a little bit more. Yeah, of course. But in the big picture, yeah, community is something that is supposed to produce. It's supposed joy. to give back. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, and I think it's. I mean, it it is the way that God designed us to be. Right, and that's also why I put this on here because, especially yes. like in our COVID day and age, like where we're people have become so distanced from community yeah that's not the way god designed it yeah and then like don't get me started on us introverts who use our introvertedness as a reason to stay unplugged yeah well and i think that you're such a good example of that because you are an so introvert extrovert over Mm -hmm. here and you don't Mm -hmm. because someone told you recently that you were the most relationally rich person that they'd ever met yeah and i think that that's true yeah, and honestly, um, it's not something that just happened. No. Like, it's something that, again, you have to put work into, mm-hmm. and then you watch the return. When you when, when we are out somewhere and, like, Trinity meets somebody new, she is like, oh, what's your Instagram? And then she connects. Mm-hmm. She actually connects with that person yeah. on it. I don't do that. Oh, I don't. I but think... you connect with people... 
and you usually make them feel you're usually telling them how beautiful they are and genuinely mm-hmm. but like you it's not an accident that yeah. you're so relationally connected you you put in the work but i don't feel like you see it as work right yeah. i don't like i don't know i think if you just view people as like valuable yeah. and like it's almost like asking the Lord, like, Lord, how do you see these people? I want to see them the way you see them. Yeah. And then you start seeing them as valuable. And then you're like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, them being in my life adds to my totally. life. Totally. You know? Yeah. And, but I think a lot of times we as introverts, like, I mean, I'm not perfect at this by any means, but I get, like, I've gotten stuck in well, I'm just tired. I don't want to do... Mm-hmm. I've had X, Y, and Z to do. And people now. Yeah. Right. Which can happen. Totally. And you have to, like, be wise with spending your energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, lost my train of thought again. <laughs> um, Sorry. Five minutes. Okay. Um... I think we as introverts can kind of get stuck mm-hmm. in the, well, I'm tired, or I'm peopled out, or I don't want to go to church, or I don't want to go mm-hmm. to the party, or mm-hmm. I don't want to go meet with so-and-so. Which is real. And it's Yeah, it's definitely real. You have to be wise with where you're spending your energy, but you can't let that be an excuse, because then it's robbing you yeah. of the value that people can add to your life. Yeah, if you're you know? isolating yourself. Right. Totally. And... And people also have to understand that introverted, extroverted is not about, like, oh, I want to be around people or I don't want to be around people. Oh, I'm social. I'm not social. Mm -hmm. It's more, like, how you recharge and how you replenish your your energy, essentially. So you just kind of have to plan it out. Like, Mm. if you know that you're going to have, like, okay this is going to be a busier time. I'm going to be around more people. Then mm-hmm. you have to be intentional about, okay, this day is going to be a day that I just recharge. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. But I feel like even extroverts have to do that. Oh, yeah. Know? Because I think that's why I love Myers-Briggs because it's not like either you're an extrovert or an introvert. It's on a mm-hmm. spectrum, mm-hmm. a continuum. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you kind of like yeah. lean in yeah. different directions in yeah. different seasons. I agree. And so... That's honestly, like, yeah. the most realistic way to look at it because not everybody wants to be around people all the time. All the time. Nobody does. Okay, Um, on that note, I have to say, um, like, about once a month, someone, or maybe more, someone will send me this video on Instagram that's, like, extroverts be like, and it's, like, from some children's show in Australia that's, like, hi, I'm Ronnie, and hi, I'm Diane, hello, <laughs> I'm Ronald, and hello, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> people, like, running down and, like, smiling and, like, in bright clothes, and they're, like, this is so you, yeah. <laughs> which I'm honored, and I do do that sometimes, <laughs> and I sometimes pick people that I'm, like, we're gonna be friends. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know it yet, but we are. <laughs> I do do that Jordan sometimes, Wilson. but it, yeah. <laughs> but I I don't always want to talk to people either. Like, right. it, it's still, I have to get out of my comfort zone. Just randomly talking to people I don't know can be an energy draining to me as well. Mm-hmm. So, And see, I feel like it might be like the flip for me because I'm really good at talking to people mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it might be because like in my mind, there's like, 
this might sound terrible, but in my mind, there's no like, like energy commitment in that. Mm. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like, it's very easy for me to talk to new people, Mm. but like what sometimes gets tough is like the relationships that you actually have to like put work into and like, I think me with new people, I feel like I got to save my energy for the people in my life who, who need my energy Uh to bring them up. Mm-hmm. Because I'm that's a strength of mine is bringing mm-hmm. people back up when they're down, and mm-hmm. I don't really have time. I don't know you, love yeah. you, but <laughs> I think you're yeah. not in right yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I have room for you. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's just not like it doesn't feel like spended yeah. energy. Yeah, like what feels like spended energy is the people. Well, maybe it's because like I'm just good at surface level conversation. I mm-hmm. don't necessarily love it, but I'm good at mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Because I feel like my close friends know that once you're friends with Trinity, you're talking about deep stuff you all are. the time. That mm-hmm. might be why I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Listen. <laughs> Maybe. So another important, I think, concept in this when we're talking about community um, is the idea of if you need a friend, be a friend. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to talk about that because you know, maybe you haven't heard that before or you're kind of like, but what does that actually mean? Right. What do you think that means? I think it just means being intentional about being the kind of friend that you want or that you're praying for. Yeah. You know, because like, whether you believe it or not, the reaping and sowing concept is so real. Mm -hmm. And if you reap in, or I mean, if you sow Mm -hmm. the kind of friendship that you want in somebody else's life, like if you sow the kind of like, characteristics that you would love to have in a friend yeah in someone else's life the lord is so faithful he is to like bring that back around to you i really believe that if you ask god for friendships that that is a 100 percent of the time god wants to answer that prayer mm-hmm. like that's the safest safest thing to like put your vulnerable faith on Mm -hmm. is asking God for a friend because I just believe that he really wants to give that to everybody. Right. And it's not his heart for us to be alone. And it's like so many times like we see God with us through other people. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, we're all made in his image, right? right? So like I see Jesus in you in so many ways. Mm -hmm. So that's like, that's part of the reason why right, God the, wants us to be connected is because we encounter him. There's different aspects of himself and everybody. Right. Yeah. We encounter him through other people. But it doesn't mean, when I say God wants to answer that prayer, that doesn't mean that I don't think that there should be action behind your right. side of that prayer too, right? right? Right. And who's to say that you being that kind of friend to somebody else isn't, like, teaching them how to be that friend? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you have to be the friend that you didn't have. So like maybe right. you have already had. So this is from a my, my season of life kind of idea. But like if you've already had some babies and no one ever brought you a meal and that hurts because <laughs> that's really nice to have people bring you a meal. But maybe you you do that for somebody. You mm-hmm. you see somebody who has just had a baby and you just make double of what you're making for your family right. and bring that to somebody and sit with them for a minute and like you know, or don't like just bring it, put away some of their dishes and then leave. And that, you know, but that kind of action speaks. And even if that person doesn't become your person, your friend, 
it's still a sewing. Right. You're still sewing. And, and you're sewing in them and you're leading by example. Yeah. And then they could do that for somebody else yes. because they're like, wait a minute, that really blessed me. Mm-hmm. And if they're thinking, because that was a situation, well, there was a situation similar to this in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine was going through something really tragic and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I reached out to someone and she said okay how about a DoorDash gift card Mm -hmm. I was like genius that's such a good idea yeah and so um basically like she kind of facilitated the whole thing and we had a bunch of people pitching in Mm -hmm. for the DoorDash gift card Mm -hmm. and then recently another friend of mine went through something tragic and I was able to be like to tell her group of friends Hey, let's do a DoorDash yeah. gift card. Right. That's so practical. Right. It's so easy. Right. And yeah. I feel like that's the, if you need a friend, be a friend. Yeah. Like, And I think a lot of times, so I'll say, in all honesty, like you hear when people talk about this, they'll say like, okay, well, maybe you take turns babysitting each other's kids. I never wanted to do that. I, I'm like, I don't want to babysit your kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want you to babysit mine, but I don't want to babysit <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> But there's other ways. Like, it doesn't have to be that. You know, yeah. you ask the Holy Spirit, and he will show you what it should be for you. Right. And, and who's yeah. to say, like, that might not even mean that much to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people feel loved in different ways. Yeah. So it is, like, important to be intentional with asking the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. okay, what's the best possible way I could love this person? Yeah. Yeah. You know. And he'll show you. He really will. And he will if you start taking steps in the direction of community and friendships, then the community will start coming to you. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Yeah. I think it's super important. It's a thing, y'all. It's a thing. And also, I think it's important to not be like resentful mm-hmm. or bitter if you are putting work into that friendship and it's not you don't feel like you're getting the return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know what? Some people are just in different stages of yeah, life they are. and if they haven't learned mm-hmm. how to be the friend that you need that's okay yeah. they're allowed to not learn that right yet. it might be you might be like fishing yeah and like that wasn't the one so you, yes. have, you might have to move on to the next but it's still an investment spiritually right that's right. gonna pay exactly yeah. and like again who's to say that you didn't make a huge impact in their totally life? totally and the lord sees that yeah um I think, too, that, like we said in the beginning, like, God designed us, like, again, as far as, like, community and joy, they really go hand in hand. Like, God, if you look at, like, all of history before we get to, like, industrialization, like, you lived your life with other people, like, with your neighbors, and, um, you know, even, I was saying, like, unless you were just, like, the Ingalls family, like, out on the prairie, but (laughs) even then, like, eventually when people, when there were other people, like, you had a if you needed to build a barn, everybody came together. There was like, it was a whole day and you had a barn raising and it was a party and the whole community was a part. And then you did that for somebody else when somebody else needed a barn. And that's, that has always been the way we've lived. And then as we've gotten the more progressive we've gotten in technology, the further away we've gotten, Brene Brown in Braving the Wilderness tells a story about a, you know, community where, um, the women all used to wash the clothes together, like down by the river or whatever it was. And then when everybody, which is hard work, mm-hmm. that's hard work. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, 
But then when everybody got washers, which is a great invention, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, no, not to be down in washers, but like around that time and they stopped gathering at the river, the rates of depression went way up mm. in the community. Yeah. And nobody could figure out why. And then they kind of finally realized is because the women weren't getting together. Yeah. They weren't being together, doing this work together, talking about their things. Um, and they were more isolated. So obviously there's nothing wrong with technology or washers and dryers, but we do have to be more intentional than we ever have in history about making community because it isn't naturally a part of our lives anymore. Yeah, it seems like God's original design was for us to just do life together. Together, yeah. And, and now, to need each other. Right. Yeah. And now, like, with technology and with, like, new innovative inventions, mm-hmm. it's, like, kind of We sound like, like old people with so the technology. With these dang phones. The computers. These darn iPhones. <laughs> them smartphones. <laughs> Them iNotepads. Them whatever those notebooks, that notebook computer. That MacBook. (laughs) That MacBook professional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to be able to just put my key in the car and open it up. Now now I gotta gotta push push a button. button. What if that, what if the battery dies? What what if? What then? I can't just put the key in my car. These darn kids. We're done. These darn kids. (laughs) Anyway, but it's like... Technology has had us move, like, further and further away from needing Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, like, yes, technology is cool and the people who make it are super gifted and... And it brings a lot of good into the world, too. Right, 100%. But I don't know that it was in God's original design that we should be able to make all of these things that could sustain us where totally separate from other people right yeah yeah i agree exactly yeah so being intentional about it in this day and age i think is definitely important yeah um i think yeah just i i get a lot of questions whenever i talk about this on instagram i do get a lot of questions from people being like but how do i create that community like you and your friends look like you have so much fun and i want that but i just don't know how how to create that. And I think that's why we wanted to talk about this on, you know, have a whole episode about this is because it is so important Mm -hmm. to have community in your life and you are going to have to build it. Like most of the time, like if you are waiting around for someone that you perceive to be like me to come and pull you in to their, I do do that to people sometimes, but like you can't just wait for someone to pull you in and who's to say that the extrovert doesn't want to be pulled in? I you do. I, mean? I sometimes like, yeah. feel like I do this for other people. I really want someone to pull me along. Could someone pull me along? Yeah. I, I want to be the one that's pulled along sometimes. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. check on your friends who are always doing the inviting and the yeah. planning because they want to feel like they're being invited to something Totally, too. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So you can't just sit around and, and not – be engaging in community and then wonder why you don't have community you do you have to you have to you have to make it happen and that's like kind of the annoying answer to that question you know because that's not the answer that we want we're like oh shoot we have to put work in darn but But it doesn't have to feel like like yes you're gonna have to do some work and yes you're gonna have to get out of your comfort zone sorry it doesn't have to feel like you're 
just swimming upstream either. If you will ask the Holy Spirit, I, Holy Spirit, I need friendships. I need community. What is the next step for me to take? Then he'll tell you or he'll show you or it'll become apparent. And you can, it's almost like you can step in a canoe with the Holy Spirit and float downstream with him. If you, it's, it's when we're fighting against what God has for us that we start feeling like we're swimming upstream Mm -hmm. and not that every moment of your life is going to be comfortable, right? You can be downstream and there can be rapids, but there really do be rapids. There really do. (laughs) They be there. But don't hear what we're saying as like, you have to work so hard for the, like, yeah, you do. But, but just ask the Holy Spirit what to do next and he'll show you and just imagine yourself getting on this canoe and floating downstream right. and let God take you to the next place and right. he will take you there. Think of it as a partnership. I know that yeah. sounds like very churchy, but it's really true. Like when you, sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that God's going to do it all and we don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the other end of the spectrum where we feel like we have to do it right. all. But it's like and this. Both m- are incorrect, right? Middle. It's a middle. Partnership. And it, and it weaves back and forth, right? There right. are times where you're doing a lot of effort and there are times where you're doing no effort and you're seeing God do things that could never have happened otherwise. Right. right? And, right and that's the partnership. That's yeah. the beauty of the partnership. Once you're in partnership with the Lord, you see him come through time totally. and time again. Yep. And you see fruit for your actual effort. Yeah. And, like, a lot of times, guys, it's just practical. Yeah. Like, well, how do I find community? Well, go to places with a lot of people. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> or serve. So that's really yeah. the second part of this question is, um, you know, how can I serve? Well, that's a great, serving is a great way to meet people. It really is. Whether it's serving in a food kitchen or signing up for an outreach or just signing up to work in the children's ministry at your Mm. church. You know that, I mean, I know none of those Mm -hmm. things are for everybody. That's actually how I met Beth Dreyer. Yeah. I watched her kids. She did. For a long time. It's true. Very long time. She has like little stories of my little kids Mm -hmm. from being in Mm childcare. But yeah, like. Baby Rhett. Baby Rhett. You had little Rhett. I had little Rhett, and I, my brother actually had little Shep. Oh, so that was how I got. Yeah, we wouldn't have gotten connected otherwise because we're so far apart in age. Yeah, yeah. So see, you just never know. Yeah, and you know, we're not saying you should sign up to serve everywhere there is to serve and burn yourself out. We're not saying don't do that, guys. Don't do that. None of us have ever (laughs) done that. Me, don't do that. (laughs) That's a very real problem too, but like. It's the same, it's like the same idea of like my granny was bringing meals to people. You know, she had nothing else on her plate. So she was like, I can make food. I can bring a meal to somebody. I can host a party. I can, I have the house for that. You know, like, so what do you have that is easy for you to give? Right. You know, we all have something. It doesn't matter what stage, no matter how hard you're, you know, at the hardest times in my life where I didn't really have a lot to give, I could still have somebody over to my house mm-hmm. and I could, you know, I could even bring somebody a meal. Right. It would, might've been beans and rice, but I could bring it to somebody, you know, like there's always something that you have that isn't going to cost you your peace that you can yeah. give. That's so good. And I think so many people, we get so caught up in our lives that we, you know, it's easy to um, find yourself in a place where you're not really giving out 
at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I think that's really, it's an important, it's an important aspect of community. You are going to, if you are, in fact, I would go so far as to suggest that if you are depressed, if you are in a low place, maybe you're going through a divorce or maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, find some way to serve because it really is but more blessed to give than to receive. I was just receive, about to say that. And that will, that will change something in you. Right. Like, I feel like the Lord designed us mm-hmm. to feel good and to yeah. feel better when we are giving when we're giving and like Mm -hmm. when you think about it it's just a way in which we're more like him because Mm -hmm. he's constantly giving all the time yeah and and i'm sure that's so much joy for him as well to look and see that like we're delighting in his good gifts totally so it's just a way that we're modeling his behavior toward us yeah like when we're giving of ourselves Mm -hmm. to other people and i'm not saying like do it to try to get on God's good side or right. do it to or people please. Or don't do it so that you don't have time to f- feel your negative emotions either. Right. right? Feel right. your negative emotions, grieve, go to therapy, right. but also don't get stuck there. Right. It's a balance. Allow yourself to be a river, not a pond. Right. A, is that what it is? Yeah. Where the water flows and then stops. Yeah, don't be stagnant. Don't be stagnant. Yeah, make yeah. sure that... Don't let your water get It's coming gray. in and going out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like your bowels. Like your bowels. In coming and out. in and going out. Coming in and going out. We don't want things to stay around. Mm-mm. It's not Mm-mm. happy. That's a bad sign. Don't be spiritually constipated. Hey, that's a shirt. That's a word. That's a shirt. That's a shirt. You can get this at the Joy Merch store. <laughs> Which coming doesn't to... exist yet. <laughs> coming to a website near you. <laughs> Soon. Very soon. Don't be spiritually constipated. That's a good word. Also, don't have spiritual diarrhea. Ooh. Listen, we could keep going. Ooh, spiritual diarrhea. Maybe we should rein it in, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking about that now. Yeah, you're like, like all the poop metaphors. There's so mm-hmm. many. So oh, I'm still stuck on spiritual diarrhea. Okay. What does that look like? Where you don't think about anything and it just comes in and goes back out. Mm. And you're not getting the nutrients. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that stinks. Literally. Literally. <gasps> okay. Are we done here? <laughs> so, I think we're done thanks here. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> if you have not already downloaded your free joy checklist, go. To, you can go to our website. You can go to my bio at Beth Dreyer on Instagram and find it. It's this free. It's something that you can print out if you even own a printer. If you don't, send it to somebody's work and make them print it for you. Mm-hmm. Fill this out. You can find our website at joysearchers.com. And we actually have lots of great resources over there at that website. We have playlists. We have phone backgrounds. We have the joy checklist. Um, Lots of great resources for you over there. Um, Take responsibility for your joy. And tune in next time on the Joy Podcast. Thanks for listening.